listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while while we break break it all down. down Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Cannabis Hangout. This episode is sponsored by Sunday Extracts and their new full spectrum gummies. What makes their gummies different, you might be wondering, is they are made with full spectrum liquid cured resin and they are strain specific flower material instead of distillate. Okay, sounds enticing, Sob. They are also vegan and have no high fructose corn syrup in them, which I totally appreciate. But what are the flavors? Well, I will tell you, they have blackberry, (laughs) peach, and raspberry flavors. They also won second place in last year's Cowboy Cup here in Oklahoma. Yeehaw to that. So you can find these gummies in dispensary locations on their website and under the product blog post section. All right, guys, let's dive on in. Today, we are interviewing someone very special as a part of our cannabis conversation series. I came across her via her best friend's social media and saw that she was about to live van life. So I followed her. Since then, we've become great pals and she's been someone Brandon and I have connected with so fast and so deep. We are so excited to have this adventurous soul with us today. So guys, please welcome Bunny to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi guys. Hey buddy. Hey, Thanks for having me. I'm super excited for this today. So happy We're so you're happy here. to have you here. I know. Thanks for taking time to be here on this snowy day. For sure. That is the vibe. Snowy vibes. <laughs> yes. So let's just kind of dive right into it. I'll give you guys kind of a backstory of how I know and met Bunny. So Bunny's cousin was my best friend growing up, aside from Saba, of course, but she was like blood. And like the crazy thing is I had no idea that Bunny was her cousin until a few months ago when I like officially met Bunny after I saw like all of her van adventures and who Saba had been showing me and talking about. Like I never had put any of this together, even though I like know I've seen her face somewhere before. And so I officially met her. And so it just gives me all the feels to know that like if you're related to someone who's been close to my heart, and so, yeah, anyways, how to share <laughs> that. that. Yeah. And so do you just want to start with where your cannabis journey began? Where did it start, Bunny? For sure. Well, first, I know what a small world, right? Like, I know. Uh, what are the odds that we that's all so crazy. came together? It's so neat. I know. I, know. I love it. Um, but that's also what this community is so neat about because I feel like we also connected on the cannabis level. Yes. As well. yes. Um, my cannabis journey definitely started probably around high school, you know, you're 15, 16, you're interested in all that stuff. So my uh, best friend, Alexa, she is was on an earlier episode of the podcast. Um, we actually smoked for the first time out of like a Coke can or something. Heck yeah. I don't even remember what I felt like, but that was that. And I, I went about my day, you know, but I started high school and um, I had met some friends that I actually – got pretty deep into it and but it was for the wrong reasons yeah you know Mm -hmm. it was 
well, I'm in high school now. I want to try these different things. And I want to be the kid that shows up high to school. Yeah. Just yeah. be that person. Right. And when at the time that, you know, that's not what cannabis is about. Yeah. No, yeah. So that that definitely started or stopped um, after a while. You know, I realized this is silly. You know, this, mm-hmm. I'm not using it in the way it's intended for. Yeah. You know, let's move on. So I stopped and then I actually became a... D1 athlete in college, and so did wow. not touch the Okay, stuff. what sport? Mm-hmm. I was on the rowing team at OU. Oh, uh, so um, rad. <laughs> thank you. It was a tough four years, but um, being an athlete, you know, I didn't want to jeopardize my scholarship or the mm-hmm. opportunity to be on the team. Yeah. So I didn't go near it. I had friends that used it, but still didn't really understand its use and purpose. Yeah, medicinal and, value. Right. So, Bunny, at what point in your life did you see cannabis as more than something to just get you stoned, and how did it help you? That's a good question. So, actually, my mom had cancer, and so once she was diagnosed, and, you know, you always hear, I didn't know much about cannabis other than briefly using it in high school and for the wrong reasons, but after my mom was diagnosed and we started looking into alternative um, healing methods because we didn't want to just do what the doctors were telling us right. or just chemo or radiation, things like that. So her and her boyfriend took matters into their own hands and sought out their own medication through cannabis. So she got her card and, and so that's, she didn't like talk about it a lot, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I knew she used it. It's a brave move, yeah. you know, and that's, you're kind of, you're dealing with something that extreme mm-hmm. and you're going against the grain. Right. And I grew up in Oklahoma, very yeah. bright, mm-hmm. very conservative family. So, you know, it's kind of always a hush hush thing yeah. you don't talk about, so, yeah. which is a shame, but she, so she used it and that's when I saw a turning point of this is really helping her deal with this pain mm-hmm. and emotion and amazing all these things to help get through this process and um so she didn't ever want to talk about it or anything but I saw it that way and um she actually ended up passing in November of 19 so after that was kind of when I started I picked it up for myself yeah I was Mm -hmm. like I need help how am I going to get through this without feeling you're abusing yeah. other substances or right. whatever it might right. be? Absolutely. And just the trauma of mm-hmm. losing a parent and, Oh my gosh, what does my life look like now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just all these different thoughts going through my head. And so I started to use cannabis again and just to help me sleep through the night. Cause that was non-existent and just, mm-hmm. you know, waking up and being in scared and in tears and yeah. just mm-hmm. all these terrible things. But, you know, I started smoking. I started laughing. I started yeah. sleeping through the night. Like, they were all good mm, feelings. I, so love I was that. like, mm-hmm. wow, it's cool is- that you've seen like different phases of cannabis mm-hmm. in your life, and you've seen the super medicinal aspect with your mom, but then you've also seen the mental clarity and like right. the mental health aspect with yourself. But then you've also been at the like abusing it stage too. So you've seen all the cycles. So it's cool that you've had your own very intimate and deep journey Mm -hmm. with cannabis that I feel like I've not even had that, which is really beautiful to see and hear about. Well, thank you. It's it's been an understanding of learning what it is and what it's meant for and its purpose and how it can help. But it's a tool and we need to use it. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So um, to flip the script just a little bit, I feel like, so the van life is so dreamy to most people (laughs) and and just crazy for like the average person Mm -hmm. who isn't doing it, but is observing people like you that are just going for it. And I know everyone listening is wondering this too. How, how were you able to afford like this lifestyle or afford like a Mercedes van that you drive around in, which are like, I, everyone sees them, you know, everywhere traveling around (laughs) living the van life and like transitioning into this journey. And like, how do you do all that? Yeah. So van life, it does look very glamorous on Instagram, but there are a lot of downfalls that it has that people don't show you. There's tough days that are like, holy cow, why am I doing this? I just wish I like yeah. had a, a home base to lay out all, all my stuff. I can imagine. Yeah. All these things, which, you know, I have that in Oklahoma at my grandparents. But so there are challenges that come with it. But van life has also opened up a new understanding of the world and like something I also yeah. needed to heal. Mm-hmm. And I got to combine those well, three things, van life, like nature, and I mean, cannabis is a part of nature too. So yeah. yes. those things. And um, that's opened up a whole new, I feel like a whole new me. Like mm-hmm. I'm really getting to the root of who I am, where I want to be. And yeah. um, just appreciating life and what I do have. As far as the financial aspect goes, um, van life can be very inexpensive. It can also be very expensive. <laughs> it's yeah. just how you manage your money. Yeah. Um, so my mom actually left me some money after she passed. Okay. And um, so I use that to build my dream. That's so beautiful. And, um, thank you. And yeah. I, I know she would have loved it. Um, mm-hmm. she, it. She knew it was a dream of mine, something I wanted to do. I love that she so, knew that and you knew that. And that's mm-hmm. how you yeah. guys both felt whenever you did part ways like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, I mean, we still... She's still with me. Yeah. A hundred percent. But which is also cool because I see all signs everywhere, everywhere I go that she's, she's by me. Oh, but, um, what were we talking about? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, finances, finance. Okay. So my mom, she had left me some money. So I used that to build my dream, my dream van and, you know, just head west. I knew I wanted to go west. I needed to heal, find myself and just rediscover what my life looked like without her. And so doing that, I had put some money towards the van and then a little bit aside for expenses to travel on for about two years. And then, um, so basically I just allow myself $300 a week and I have to make it work off that. Nice. That's a good, that's very good that you're very, I feel like with van life, you have to be super structured, mm -hmm. like in all aspects. So that's good that you're very like. You said you do that $300 a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like that's a good amount to live off of with gas and everything. That's so doable. Yeah, it is. And so I, I do have to, you know, pay attention to what I'm spending money on. So I get the 300 a week from my savings, but then I'll also do some social media work for my family's business. Just posting to Instagram once a day, super easy stuff that yeah. covers my mm-hmm. health insurance. Okay. Um, nice. So that's like another aspect that a lot of us are worried about, mm-hmm. you know, how are we going to afford health insurance and everything? So that's how I am very fortunate to get health insurance through them. But then I'll also do work 
just pick up jobs. Yeah, yeah. just random. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So this summer I was in Jackson, Wyoming, and I worked with polo horses so um, cool. for two months. And That's so cool. Yeah, it was, wow. it was epic. And the mountains in the background, they're playing Ugh. polo. It's so cool. But and during the like the summertime in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Like, let's just talk about that for one quick second. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Like, I can live. Best place in the Dude, world. your pictures, like, I was like, oh, wow. That's just wow. Thank you. It definitely feels like home to me. But they, so I ended up working for this family, you know, and now we're family. Like they invite, they've invited me back to Argentina with them. What? That's so cool. It's it's so cool. So van life has opened up this whole new world. Yeah. You met so many cool people, I felt Mm -hmm. like along the way. Uh Absolutely. Pairing it with cannabis just makes it that much better because I'm really out in nature, enjoying nature through my body, seeing it in front of me, Mm -hmm. living it. It's surrounding me. It's just the best feeling in the world. That's yeah. awesome. So oh. what's been the most difficult part of van life that you weren't expecting? And how did you overcome those difficulties? Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Like your one thing that you're like, damn, I never want that to happen again. That was freaking horrible. That's yeah. pretty tough. I feel like I haven't had anything too terrible. There was one night, my friend Taylor, we used to be roommates and we were out in Montana at a reservoir, mm-hmm. and it was like two o'clock in the morning. We were dead asleep, and we heard a knock on the door, <gasps> and what? like our hearts just. And you were camping, sunk. yeah. Oh and, like, my yeah. god! Oh my gosh! Flipped out. It gets worse. Oh, it gets I know, worse. I know. So it gets worse. <laughs> so she's like, "Bunny, did you hear that?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Hello," and then we hear back this like this tiniest like hello like it was a child or something oh my gosh I got so many chills I was freaked oh out. my god couldn't find any of my weapons I'm like what are the odds all of my stuff is gone like I can't yeah. Yeah. Spray, like oh anything could not find anything Can and I'm anything? like shuffling around and they knock again <gasps> and they're like hello and then we're just like frozen in yeah. the bed and we're like oh my gosh what do we do so we just lay there and then um, <laughs> we're like, okay. And we just eventually fall back asleep. It was so weird. Well, then like two hours, two hours later, it's like 4 a.m. It happens again. Yeah. What the? Oh. Well, the thing is, Taylor know. like pulls the blind down on the window and there's this truck and it's an obvious like four by four overland type uh-huh. of vehicle. And it's shining its lights directly into our window. <gasps> and we're like, Oh my gosh, yeah. what is going on? It was freaky. It was Ew. freaky, freaky, freaky. Yeah. So we were like, okay, um, we don't have cell phone service. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Can't find weapons. So we're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, um, let's just get out of the van. Like, we, I don't know why we felt like, let's get out of the van. Let's, yeah. Let's go like, deal with it. See what's up. Uh huh. So we hop out and immediately we have like this sense of like calmness oh good it was oh, a good. weird feeling yeah. we just felt like oh no it is okay and yeah ended up being a ranger oh, these girls these girls um locked their car, uh, car keys in their in their car and they were like down the road or something but oh and they were probably just coming to ask yes, you for help yes they okay, wanted to call triple yeah. a to let them in oh, like i feel so bad but okay, at the same but, time dude, if you told me that story i'm not gonna yeah. open the door if no, i was camping like, like that with saba if we were doing that and someone was like by our tent or something or just being like hey 
guys. The, literally the first thing I think of, I'm going to jump up and be like, okay, criminal minds prepared me for this shit. What the fuck do I do? Okay. Get my shit together. Get a bag ready. Brandon, are you ready? Like literally like, all do it. Like, and the fact that you didn't have any weapons. Like, I know. I couldn't find them anywhere. Terri- that's terrifying. That but really you just is. have to like face it. Wow. Thanks for sharing that yeah, story. That is, wow. Well, you- that, I mean, I think those are like unexpected, like mm-hmm. safety issue type right, thing. Yeah. Yes. And you know, as a female solo traveler you always try to take in mind who's around you what's Mm -hmm. what's in your surroundings you have an escape route and all these different things i don't put anything in the driver's seat in case i do need to just hop in and drive away you know you back into parking spots there's just all these precautions to take as a solo female um but from what i've learned from that is definitely to have your weapons handy to make sure those aren't sparse and but i have like a little satellite um radio phone now nice what are your choice of weapons my choice of weapons (laughs) i have a machete yeah she does it's really cool looking machetes are Um, dope and then just pepper spray and a taser i'm working on a a handheld gun cool a little pistol but we'll see yeah Yeah. hell yeah keep that shit under your freaking pillow that's obviously with that machete i'm right under my pillow saying Exactly, you know. So what what would you say? Like what piece of advice would you give to anyone who is aspiring to live the van life? I would say you don't need as much as you think you need to live. Like Okay. That's good advice. Minimalism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone who wants to do this lifestyle, like if you have a car, do it. And that's what you want to do, go do it. People sleep in the cars all the time. Yeah. You know, it's Mm -hmm. isn't it illegal in some places? Like you can't just sleep in your car. Oh, it might be in like I'm not actually oh. 100% I feel like on that I just answer, heard that but before. You might like, not be wrong. There's like BLM land, which uh-huh. is, you know, belongs to the people. You know, yeah. it's, it's public land. Mm-hmm. So you can always go to the places like that, Walmart parking lots you can sleep in. There's there's ways to make it work, but definitely I think people think they, they need a lot more than they do. And okay. You really don't. On the days that my heater's not working or my water pipe is mm-hmm. something wrong with it, like... There's always something wrong. You know, it's one of those things that it's like, Mm -hmm. something could always be fixed. Yeah. Um, But you just, you learn how to make it and you just do what works for you. You figure it out. Mm -hmm. You have to. Totally. Instinctively. So it's just like taking a leap of faith. Yeah. Pretty much. And just trusting that the universe has your back. Yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah. Living the dream. Is cannabis (laughs) something you keep with you always on the road? And then if it is, what's a staple you just cannot be without? Even if it's just CBD, like I use CBD in the mornings and I find it to be wonderful, you know? Yeah. I do keep cannabis on the road. I make sure it's always in my trunk and when I'm crossing state lines because that gets a little tricky. Mm-hmm. But um, let's see. A staple that I use would definitely be cookies, honey bun strain. Okay. Their flower. I love it so much. And there, I have a little pin too in the honey bun flavor. Oh, wow. Honey bun. Honey bun sounds yummy. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to give y'all some. I brought it with me. Oh, Oh, honey bun. I would have thought y'all have known what it is, but it's so good. Bunny, we don't know everything. We do like... Just something. I have like really connected with this strain. Love that. Every oh. time I can get a hold of it, I do. I that, just I saw that was so, like Cali yeah. oranges yes, for us gosh. for a while. Yeah. Like that feeling that we yes. kept just like socially smoking in and made us laugh so hard and make yes. us feel so good. Yeah. It just relate. resonates with me feels. so well. It's yeah. like this is my strain. Oh, okay. I like, love that. Such a happy feeling yet a calm feeling afterwards. Oh, I can't great. wait to try mm-hmm. it. I so, love it. I love that. So 
We love watching you adventure and yes. all the stuff that you post and just going for it. In what ways does cannabis make your adventures better? Ooh. Cannabis definitely makes the adventures better because it puts you in that mindset, especially that mindset that I need yes. in the season of life I'm going through. Yes. It helps me appreciate. It helps me feel. And, you know, a lot of people will use things to make them feel numb. Mm-hmm. But cannabis, you know, it makes me feel good. It makes oh, me feel like that. joy. Yes. Yeah. And, so and it beautifully helps me laugh. Sad. And, like, those are things that were really hard to find when I yeah. lost my mom in just such a dark place that mm-hmm. um, using this medicine has just really helped me heal. And, yeah. like, you know, I don't Help you cope. Like, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, yeah, van life, I love to use it. And on a hike, you know, at the top of a mountain. Hell like, yeah. While you're snowboarding. Ah, yes, snowboarding. snowboarding? Like, <laughs> yeah, all the time, all the things. Like, oh, it's just. It just makes everything a little bit better, huh? Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I you had the best that. answer. I know. That's a great answer. <laughs> so cannabis is something that has connected us with so many people. Has that been something that's connected you with people aside from the van? I could see that being something people who live, you know, life on the road to be very open-minded about and something that they carry with themselves always to have to be. I yes. Feel like. yes. People on the road are definitely very open. A lot of them, you know, will share a J or whatever. Love very that. friendly. Um, it, yeah. yeah Cause life, everyone's maybe, having to willing to be able to meet people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And living on the road, you know, especially if you are traveling by yourself, you have to have, find those other human interactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I'll have friends come out, and, and do van life with me for a week or so and like we have so much fun and it's great oh, to share it with them and then yeah. you know to smoke them out choose and, me and, <laughs> yes let's do it girl let's go I'm always ready I know for an you adventure, are but um, we'll go snowboard uh, we have to yeah, she's gonna to teach learn. us Bunny's yeah. gonna teach us how to snowboard <laughs> but yeah the, I mean everyone that I've met so far almost everyone has been a user of love that that's so dope because i feel like it just connects you deeper now i'm sure you you have their number in your phone so Mm -hmm. anytime you're somewhere that you know they are you're like hey what's up like do you want to link up which is so cool exactly so it's it's a community on both ends i love that so i often have people tell me cannabis has changed their lives even people who smoke more recreationally because it really does change lives how do you feel about that statement do you find cannabis has been your ally in times where you found yourself not to be 100 percent absolutely um, I think just as we talked about earlier, it it has been what I've needed in yeah. order to heal and mm-hmm. get myself to the place that I need to be. Um, so, I mean, I, I hope that more people try it and can yeah, use it yeah. as medicine mm-hmm. as, as we have. And, and see it how far is beautiful of it for mm-hmm. you, how it's been mm-hmm. for you, yeah. that Absolutely. other people may experience you it You just have too. to be mindful, mindful consumption. Yes, exactly. Always. So Tell us about Bali. It was <laughs> such an important so, part of you. Yes, Bali's my world, my best friend. She is the best thing ever. Um, she goes on the road with me 24-7. Um, she has actually been a user of cannabis, too, on uh, accident. Wow. What kind Bali. of animal is Bali? I love how you haven't said it yet because, like, someone could be thinking it's, like, a goldfish or, or like, a cat or, you know, but, yeah. like, it was, like, leading up to this Bali. What is Bali? <laughs> Bali is a dog, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure she thinks she's a human. <laughs> so she's my best friend. But, yeah, funny story. We were at Crossbar Ranch, um, South Oklahoma, and camping with some friends and I see Bali and she is like wobbling all over the place. I'm like, what is wrong with you? She 
had no control over her back end. Oh, like her feet oh, were all over the place. Down. She finally jumps into the van and sits down and then just falls oh. on her face. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we're going to the vet. So, and I thought she had been like stung by a, or like bit by a right, rattlesnake or something. Right, yeah. there's snakes out Poisonous. There and, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was freaking out. I just got the van. I'm going like 85 miles an hour, which is a big cargo van, guys. Like, you don't drive a cargo van 85 miles an hour. And um, so I bring, I take her to the emergency room and they're like, well, is it possible that she could have consumed medical THC? And I was like, yeah, it is. It's possible. And so she was doped up all day, got an IV, got to rest and sleep. But I'm, I think she had a good time. <laughs> Did they um, give pump her with charcoal? I don't know. They gave her um, just like an IV all day. Oh, see, I wasn't copper. There, when my dog was a puppy, she ate weed too, and oh, they like pumped her with charcoal, so she was like <laughs> pooping sharp, like black poop. Oh, like, oh yeah, they did liquid. Do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, they did. Do okay, that. yeah, that's to detox. So, have you yeah. has Bali tried anything? Like, <laughs> do you give her CBD treats or anything like that? CBD treats, yes. Um, we were. She's a very high energy dog. Mm-hmm. So we were using CBD treats for a while. Nice. Did you find that they helped older. her, especially because you guys are in the mountains mm-hmm. a lot. So it's it's a little bit colder up there. So yeah. with her joints and how active she is. Yeah. Big, big fan of CBD. We used to fly a lot as well prior to nice. COVID. Yeah. Um, Was there a, a brand that you liked for her for CBD? Uh, oh, you yes, need to get back is. with me. Yeah, I'll have to. Okay. I'll have to I'm curious for Copper. But I, I do have one. Okay. I'll just have to look it up. But yeah, she... Uh, we used to travel all the time, so I'd always make sure I'd give her CBDs before flying on a yeah, plane or like a her. long, long road trip. Mm-hmm. You know, help her sleep because she is so high energy. So yeah, hell yeah, big, big user. That's of cool. CBD I love that. Too. And oh. for me too, man, I love my two to ones, dude. Yeah, CBD is so healing yeah. to your body. Mm-hmm. It's really just what is. it's just what you need sometimes. Like not even with THC, but yeah, like, like they do. La, so great together. <laughs> <laughs> so let's flip the script just a little bit. First of all, welcome to the Toyota Gang. Um, tell us about your newest purchase. What you plan on doing it with? Doing with her? Him? Does it have a name yet? Okay, so I just bought an '89. Land Cru- or the FJ62 Land Cruiser. Freaking dope. <laughs> it is my dream car. Ah, okay, so, so how long, how quick did you buy this? Where did you find it? So I've been obsessed with the vehicle for probably two or three years. It's Love like that. my dream car. Yeah. And I was just in this space of, you know, I've been on the road for a year in the van, and I think I'm kind of ready to not stop adventuring, but I'm definitely – more okay with being in one spot for a longer time mm-hmm. and just kind of maybe doing a seasonal job or um, sticking around in one area for a few more months and getting to be around my family because my grandparents are here in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. So I was like, okay, well maybe it's time now that we, you know, yeah. it's time to get the yeah. it's time to get the dream car. So I started looking and it was also a pressure thing because there it's a classic car. So. People there, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you find one, you swoop it up. And I was like, I started to freak out. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not gonna find one. Like I'm really scared because they just every day they, yep. they just keep mm-hmm. getting picked up, you know. So they're getting harder and harder to find. And but I finally found one in Oklahoma City. Um, That's yeah, crazy. It was, just, it was sitting here, you know. So pretty cool that that oh happened. My gosh. And um, they're actually gonna be restoring it. Is called Cruiser Core. Um, I think they're off 
Reno. Hell yeah. Um, that's but yeah, so dope as shit. I just bought it this week and <laughs> we're going to start working on it. It should ah, be ready in about two months. No. And they're, so they're way. just going to restore it, the whole inside. and Oh, we're not doing the inside yet. Oh, I can only okay. do the outside for now. But okay. Okay. And then I do want to enjoy the inside, though. Yeah. I love the original seats and just. Just enjoy that vintage feel. How yeah. many miles does it have? Like 200. Okay. Thousand. But, but Toyotas last for forever. Literally. I've seen some with 500,000. Oh, 100%. Like, my, my car's at like tw- 200 and I think 29,000 or something. Yeah. Shout out Toyota. And literally. Sponsor seriously. Sponsor the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get a wrap for Toyota too. <laughs> That's so funny. But I'm super excited about that adventure. That's awesome. I'm so hyped for you. What color are you color are painting it? I, I think I'm going green. I ah, love it. Oh, like a um, hunter green? Like, yeah, a it's like an green. army. It's like an army green. Okay. okay. That's dope. That'll be dope. With some orange favorite. or something in there. Ooh. Mm. Very duck hunting like. Yeah. <laughs> vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> so, okay. You love to snowboard, Bunny. What is your most favorite place that you've been to to do that? This is hard. I've gotten about two weeks of snowboarding in this this season because of the van. Yeah, <laughs> getting to go from mountain to mountain. But in the past period, or um, Santa Fe is probably one of my top places. It's a okay. place that I grew up going to, and I just it feels like home. Um, but I also love Snowbird in Utah. It's a really great mountain. Snowbird. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so, a cool name. Utah. Utah's beautiful. There. I've never been, been, but it looks beautiful. On my way. Yeah. Beep, beep. (laughs) Van's just outside, so (laughs) let's go. Um, What's been the dopest place you've smoked, and what were you doing when you were smoking? This is tough. Hmm. It's a good van question, because you can smoke in so many dope places when you drive a van. You really can. Yeah, I got to see a lot of neat places. Probably in Montana, Right outside of Glacier National Park. Oh, I love Montana. I haven't made it up there yet to Glacier National, oh, but you I'm dying go. to go. You gotta go. I want to go back to Montana during the summertime so I can camp and mm-hmm. actually like yes. enjoy summer there because I've seen winter there, I've but I want to see spots. summer there. I've got the spots oh, I for know you. you do. So. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so are you, would you say you're more of an edible girl or a flower joint type? I love them all. I know. <laughs> but I we do too. Honestly, the honey bun flower is my go-to. <laughs> I can't wait for this honey bun flower. It is good. <laughs> yeah, it's good all day, every day, morning, evening, night, whatever, whatever you need. <laughs> you go it's hard for it. <laughs> it's a perfect strain. Honey bun, sponsor us. Oh, honey bunny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's perfect. Cute. Wow, sponsor bunny. You should for really real. sponsor oh, bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Give her free weed for all of her adventures. Yeah. You're all the honey buns. Love it. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> so, Bunny, what adventures can we expect from you in 2021? Oh, 2021 will definitely be the year that I'm doing the Land Cruiser like we just talked about. Hell yeah. Um, I do want to make it to Baja, Mexico. That's a big spot Ooh, for... Dude. Yeah, big spot for van life. Yeah, really. really. Baja. Yeah. Interesting. Baja. Yeah. <laughs> Baja. Like Baja but, sheep or something. I know, I know. So Baja's a big one. Um, Baja. And then I would really love to go up to the Pacific Northwest. I haven't Ooh. got to do a lot of traveling up yeah, there. Yeah, that would so. be dope. Have you, so you've never been to Seattle? Um, Oregon. Nope, I haven't. Okay, it's a vibe up there. It's a yeah. whole different kind of yeah. vibe up there. I've it's heard like, it's like yeah. the dream. It's beautiful. It's like fairyland up there. Yeah. So it's just way greener. Like I, I went to Seattle, I think two years ago, and it was winter. So I went in January, and it was 
like Ireland green. Yeah. It was so green. It was so beautiful. I was like, wow, I never want to leave here. But it's also very like gloomy. So yeah, the weed is really good up there too. Yeah, that is very true. But They're Seattle's neat. Seattle's neat. There's like, you have like orcas and yes. whales on the coast. Yes. And, you know, organs right there. And then Canada's right there. Literally. It's like everything's all right, right there. there. Yeah. Everything's just right there. Yeah, I'm all right there. <laughs> I would love to explore that, that area more for sure. Yeah. So we ask everyone this question because everyone has very different answers. But what's one stigma you would like to see changed revolving cannabis? Dun, dun, dun. Drum roll. Um, what's the stigma? <laughs> that was my drum there's roll. So, there's a lot of stigmas out there. there like, like what's the one thing not, you hear that like you're just like you hear it and you're like why the why the fuck did you like say you can't that? be successful and smoke you know or yeah the yeah typical. um well my best friend created that statement women can smoke weed and still be successful yeah which is super awesome I'm so proud of her but um killing it I mean that's a you know there's this big stigma of Cannabis is only for stoners, and which is like the typical, yeah, typical answer. I'm for sure. sure, yeah. Um, but just I think the fact that everyone uses it and no one talks about it. Like if you look, if you go to a dispensary in Denver where it's recreational, you just sit there and watch people go in. It's families. It's, it's elderly, mm-hmm. like everyone. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it doesn't matter just who you are, just. Let's talk about it. And, you know, it's medicine. It's not a drug. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely just teaching people to learn the the right terminology. Hell yeah. The the normalization Mm -hmm. period of Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's good. So that things get normalized and we can all just be happy and live our lives (laughs) we make everything better like i know everything peace and love and weed i mean Mm -hmm. you got it all (laughs) seriously well guys i think this concludes our episode for today bunny thank you so much for being here one more time thank you guys i'm so grateful to be on this podcast we loved having you we've been dying to interview for a long ass time (laughs) so this is perfect i know thank you it was a a blast i love talking with y'all well thanks for being here bunny and stay tuned for next week's episode and sob (laughs) as always stay medicated Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.